Midnight Movie Film Review Podcast tonight. Thank you. It's an honor to have you on. Thank you. Because, as I told you, Clerks was one of the main movies when I was growing up that got me into so much into film and being into film critique class and drama class when I was growing up. That was one of the first ones that kind of hit me like I could possibly do something like it. Nice. So, tell us some of your experiences on the movie set of Quirks. Oh my gosh. So many, and so long ago. (laughs) (laughs) It was only yesterday. (laughs) Oh yeah! Like 25 years yesterday! (laughs) Fair enough. Well, there were long nights, because there were overnight shoots, because... As you saw, it's like we we couldn't open up the shutters because the store had to be open during the day. And the only time that we were able to shoot was at night. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, having to work our our day jobs and then going there at night, for me, not so bad. For for Jeff, Brian, uh, Kevin, and Scott, and David, yeah, yeah. Long nights, really long nights for them. <laughs> Who yeah. did you know, like, going into Clerks? Like, did you know anyone, or did you audition for it, or do you knew someone already, like, working on it already before you were involved no, in the project? No, I, I was um, in the process of doing some community theater mm. in the area, cool. and uh, heard through the grapevine that... Um, there was auditions that were going to be held mm-hmm. at the theater. And so I went and I auditioned for the role. Um, Kevin did pretty much call me. I don't remember how long afterwards um, mm-hmm. to come down, see him, get the script. He was working at the convenience store. Um, <laughs> I the script, read it. If, if I liked it, if I didn't have an issue with the certain lines that I had to say, then the role was mine. It Ooh. was during the process of them trying to cast Dante that I saw that Brian was involved. So that was actually nice because I did I I did know him. We had done community theater together, so mm. it was nice to to actually get to do the role with somebody that I already knew. Right. So you're already adequated with some of the stuff that cool you felt comfortable with doing with him for the most part. Yeah. And it's interesting about the script because I remember hearing Kevin Smith talking about this on some of his podcasts where he would show the film at like screenings and then nobody would show up and he would be like, oh my God, why is everybody cursing so much in this movie? Like, is that (laughs) turning people off? Maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, the only time that, that there were screenings were for uh, for the IFFM. I don't recall if there was a screening before that, but, and, and pretty much it was some of the cast and crew that was there, except for the one person that needed to be there, and that was mm-hmm. Bob Hawk, who got yeah. into Sundance. 
So, um, but yeah, I, I don't recall if there were any screenings before that. I think that was mainly the one that he talked about, where he just kind of felt like yeah. it really hit him at that moment, like all the cursing in the script. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that's and that's when we all got to actually see it for the first time and on the big screen, and and you start to critique yourself and critique right, your performance, right. and 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 um, yeah, when it came time. Afterwards, um, I, I think it was after Miramax bought it, and it was shown at the Tribeca, yeah, Tribeca Film Festival. Mm -hmm. At that point, he had already done some more cuts, and so I was a little bit more happier with some of the cuts that he had made, especially with some yeah. of my scenes. because uh, There were some scenes that I just was like, oh, I'm not quite sure that I really mm -hmm. liked that, how I delivered that. So um, I was happy with some of the cuts that he did online. Cool. Now, speaking of watching the film, is there any part early on where you kind of felt not hard on yourself per se, but anything you were like, oh, I could have done that differently, or just kind of on that being like maybe your first movie per se or something like that, where you're like, I could have done that line a little bit different? Mm hmm on, like, with your delivery on it? I mean, um, yeah, as I mentioned, some of the scenes that were cut that I had done, I wasn't too happy with um, the delivery that I did. I had done on those. Not that I can remember what those scenes were at this moment. Um, but, you know... I, there's always the sense of, like, oh, I think I could have maybe done that better. Uh, or differently, um, and especially the one scene that actually did stay, or the one area, I tend to kind of trip over my tongue and words, mm -hmm. and yeah. so... <laughs> <laughs> I do too. <laughs> <laughs> and so there is, when he, Dante, is painting Veronica's nails, um... I believe it's where I say there, something about scholastic uh, program or something or other. Like, you know, <laughs> there, I, I, there's a little trip in, in words in, in that area. Mm -hmm. So, I, yeah, I, I don't remember. I don't remember the line. It's like, it's forgive me, it's 25 years. <laughs> but I think that's also with, with acting anyways. Like, when you, there's some who don't even watch their own work. Like, like Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, or Andrew Lincoln. Like, apparently he's never watched a single episode of Walking Dead. Now, granted, I don't know the validity of that, because sometimes they kind of are like, yeah, I don't watch it, but low-key they could just be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Apparently, <laughs> from what I've heard through, like, different talk shows, no, 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 John Williams has not listened to any Star Wars, like, soundtrack. And I'm just like, you have the most important cinematic like orchestra like like ever it's like how can you not how can you just go in <laughs> live your life out here you know what i mean like yeah. oh, unless you live like, in a don't... cave or something <laughs> <laughs> and you know what he, well, I, he I, might I, maybe, maybe. <laughs> i've heard of actors not wanting to see themselves on mm. camera or watching the dailies or anything like that personally mm. i like to because then I can kind of 
see what I don't like that I'm doing. Right. Although it's like, you know, you, you want to be able to put the trust into the director as well, because I know that for me in the very beginning, and so, you know, not that long ago, yeah. If I wasn't getting any kind of direction, I felt like it's like, am I doing it? Am I doing it okay? Mm-hmm. It's like, do you? It's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like, still have a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like it, it, it's almost as if, um, you know, insecure actors. Yeah, um, totally. it, it's it's as if we kind of need to hear or get direction to know that we're doing it right. But I realized it's like, oh no, Marilyn, if you're not getting in a direction, it's like you're actually giving them what you want, what they want. So you're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's easy for them to say that when you're not on the, when you're not the one performing the yeah, lines exactly. and you're like. <laughs> it's like you were so good. It's like that's the one you won the Academy Award for. It's like, eh, well, you know. You know. <laughs> Which I think is funny, you know. They get all bashful about it when it could be like one of the best roles ever, you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> they may not see it that way, which is like what you were saying. Like they might just, you know, it's just it's a role. It's as mediocre you know. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And, you know, and I'm sure the reverse could be true for someone who who is <laughs> is getting constant direction. It's like, oh, you know, they may be thinking in their head, it's like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm not doing this right. It's like he keeps mm-hmm. redirecting me, he keeps, the, right. you know. So there's the there's the twofold there. Um, it's like we just gotta kind of mm-hmm. let it go, let it let it be, and just do our right. job and follow the direction. Right. Not everyone's like a Tom Cruise where they just set up a <laughs> camera and it's just like, all right, do your thing. And then I feel like with him though, he's like, I think I can do this one better. Da da da. And then the, the director and the crew are like, hey, you know, like it's <laughs> it's your show. You know? Yeah, I you're Tom Cruise after all. Yeah. Tom Cruise is probably the director, writer, and yeah, totally. producer on everything he exactly does. Exactly, produced, directed by, <laughs> yeah. all that. It's just like I, you know what? I I've had a couple of times where the director was like, "Great, um, cut. Let's move on to the next." And I'm like, "Can we do one more?" Mm-hmm. Because I felt like, okay, yeah. you know what? I had a little of this, and so I want to be able to do it better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. You now and. Sometimes it worked, and sometimes not so much. Not yeah. so much, yeah. It's just that reassurance of just like I can. Can I see if that yeah. could have been executed differently? You know. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you always want constructive criticism on whatever you do. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just natural in the acting universe and directing and stuff like that. You always mm-hmm. want that constructive feedback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause the industry is a fickle machine, you know. Yes, it is. <laughs> and welcome to the machine. Yeah, and you know, my mom used to, you know, she's worked in the industry my entire life. Fox, DreamWorks, okay. Universal, Paramount, da 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 da. And then, like, you do your job, you go to work every day, do the best you can. Then next thing you know, you you no longer work there anymore. It's just like, hey, you know, we're just moving in a different direction. You know, yeah. it's just like, what? Like, I've done everything you people ask me to do, you know? So, but I get it, you know. Yeah, it's a hard business. Yeah. It's a hard business to be in, and yes, you you definitely need thick, thick skin, um, and just kind of let it roll off your back many times. But, but, you know, 
even as much yeah. as the thick skin as you might have, sorry, it's like because this is on my cell phone now. I'm gonna yeah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, you know, it's as thick of a skin as you can possibly have. You know, it'll still get to you sometimes. Yes, yeah, especially yeah, when you're not you're not doing it as often as you want, making mm -hmm. a living off of it, and you know, I can go on. Mm -hmm. Is there any times where fans will approach you? And like say a line, you know, out of nowhere, you know. <laughs> well, I guess that's yeah. Anyway, then, you know. <laughs> like some people uh, will go up to you and be like, "Was it really 37? <laughs> you know, I, I, well, oftentimes I will just uh, kind of throw it away and or kind of throw it on to Kevin. It's like, look, I, I didn't make the lines. It's like, so. <laughs> I was just reading what I was paid to do. <laughs> so, was there any movie you watched growing up that really kind of got to you where you could say, this is something I feel like I could do? Mm. Um... No, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that because growing up, I very much enjoyed watching like the musicals on TV, watching movies, and and all that kind of stuff. But I, I didn't know that I could do that. It's like even though I'm seeing people are doing this, I did not realize that it's something that was attainable for me. That it was an option in my life. Um, because I, my, in my family, it, my parents are from Puerto Rico. I was first generation out here. Mm -hmm. We kind of like basically were growing up it, to do the basic jobs, earn a living, make sure that we were able to pay the rent and, and the bills and, and all that kind of stuff. So it, I didn't know that there was anything other than. Right. So, to, and it was only until um, after getting married, having a child, getting divorced, and then it's like, you know, I'm like, all right, I'm not fulfilled at my job. What do I do, you know? So I was just kind of looking for something mm -hmm. and kind of found my way in acting. Um but it's not to say that um, I was on stage or anything like that right away. It's like I just found an acting class. I'm like, oh, well, you know, let me do this. And I, I trained for at least a couple of years before I decided I was going to um, audition for anything. And once I found myself on that stage for the first time, I was like, I like this. So especially, um, as I say, uh, I'm a middle child. And so you grow up kind of feeling invisible right. and <laughs> nobody listening to you and stuff like that. And so, you know, when you find yourself on that stage and you're saying your lines and for the first time, it's like, wow, people are listening to what I have to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, it's so you're nice. saying I'm not invisible? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and funny enough, uh, the monologue that I auditioned for Clerks, it's about feeling invisible. Ah, interesting. Hmm. interesting. It's, it's it's on the uh, 10th anniversary DVD. Oh. Oh. 
and we'll have to check that out. Nice. Yeah, not the best that I have done that monologue, but you know, it's not be the wrong. We have some insider info now. (laughs) Would you ever return to theater ever? Um, I, I have. I mean, uh, since moving to California like twenty-one years ago, um, (laughs) I have done some theater out here, but it's not as accessible here in the sense of time availability because back east mm-hmm. it, when you auditioned for a, a theater over there or at least community theater not you know not new york broadway right, or anything right, like that right. um you know rehearsals would be after everybody got out of work because most of the people that were there it was you know like a hobby and you know if you were it's like you had your day job and so you'd go there after work and and then performances would be on the weekends or friday evenings and so it was a little bit more uh work nine to five friendly uh is the best way i think I, i can put it and so out here if you audition for something, rehearsals could be at any given time of the day. And everyone's and, doing it, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's plenty of people out here doing it, but it's, with my schedule, it's just it's mm-hmm. just not... It's too hectic. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not doable. So, do you have any upcoming projects? Are you still in the industry at all? I am still in the industry. I still pursue the acting and I've done two shorts and a role in a feature film um, for a friend of mine uh, the feature film is is a sci-fi film Ooh, and uh, my favorite so, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> so a friend of mine cool. Neil Johnson um, this is my actually I think it's fourth film with him mm-hmm. yeah it's my fourth with him uh, doing a little cameo supporting role in there. Cool. Um, it's called, oh my gosh, I forgot the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find it on IMDb. <laughs> yeah, it's on there. It's on there. Um, <laughs> the return of Claire. And then I did two short films. <laughs> 3,050. Yes. <laughs> I did two short films, uh, one in St. George, Utah, that a friend of mine, Tom Proctor, directed. It was his directorial debut. Cool. And uh, another one I shot in uh, Northern California for a weekend. Um, it's okay. called It's Time. That one's not on IMDb yet. Mm. Um, and then next weekend, well, over the summer and uh, the, back in February, I got together with some other filmmaker friends and we kind of formed a collective. And so cool. we've got some short films that we are shooting and I had a it we will we had we had an Indiegogo campaign over the summer which really didn't do very well oh. but what little money that we did get and we're really like stretching that little bit of money um <laughs> <laughs> next weekend we're going to be shooting three of the short films uh and I'm directing one of them cool cool what is your collective call uh, friends who film, and we're on Facebook and Instagram, and the all the shorts. They have a common theme, 
but are not connected whatsoever in any way. They all stand alone, uh, but we're calling them a theory of letters. Mm, interesting. A theory of yeah. letters. Yeah, and uh, basically on the premise of, like, who writes letters anymore? <laughs> yeah. Well, so. touche. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't so, it a really yeah. long text, kind of like a letter? <laughs> if you start yeah. with dear, yeah, then you end it with cordially. And then P.S. at the end. I'm pretty heavily into pre-production. Um, cool. So, cool. yeah. Well, thank you for joining us tonight. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me. Uh, anytime. You know, thanks for talking to us. Yeah. I appreciate it problem all right have a good night marilyn you too guys take care thanks you too all right there you go